0: Today's Leading Women episode 416 with the wonderful Bev Brown. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today. Bev Brown. Bev Brown is an information broker and a freelance writer in the greater Toronto area of Ontario. She has started a number of businesses over the years and with her husband founded a charity that has been doing community development work in Zambia. About 30 years ago, she learned through her work as a writer that people can buy real estate from local governments in Canada when they are being sold for the taxes owed. She'd tell people about the Journey, but no one believed her. It took her more than 20 years before she actually decided to do it herself. Then in 2013, she wrote a book entitled How to Buy tax Hill Properties, A Canadian Guide. So women of the world, Miss Bev Brown, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Marie. It's good to be here and
0: to talk with you. I am delighted to have you on the show and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So Bev, I really love what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, (laughs) the knowledge and experience to build this virtual business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them. But these are just general questions I have in mind. Mm -hmm. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind the niche?
1: Okay. Thank you for the opportunity. I very much appreciate it, Marie. Well, tax sale properties are... uh, Properties sold by local governments across Canada, as you said. And although this is something that's quite well known in the U.S., in Canada, I have found that um, Canadians are a little more conservative and not too many people know about them, have known about them. And what I see tax sales are for, they're for people, especially who have very little funds, ordinary, everyday people who thought, I'd love to buy real estate. I'd love to own real estate, but they don't have the money, you know, 20% down for, to buy a $200,000 property. So tax sales are sold for a fraction of the value because they're sold for the taxes. And what it means is that if people simply learn the system, learn, first of all, that they're available and learn how to find them, you can live anywhere in the world and um, and bid on them, basically.
0: Mm, I love what I'm hearing about your business and, you know, this uh, niche that you've carved out. I mean, wa- wanting to educate people, to let them know what this... Uh that they can take advantage of this tax sales, um, because they are, not too many people are uh, know about it. But you are providing this education, you're teaching others, and to take advantage of this opportunity. Great that you have this mm-hmm. one with us. But what continues
1: to inspire you doing this? Well, simply because I know that a lot of people, um, you know, they they're going through a rough times. We've all gone through rough times, haven't we, Marie? I don't know about you, but I certainly have financially. Yes, um, I am I'm not immune to it either. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And when you're an entrepreneur, you know, um, and you're you're dealing with life, real life, whether you're raising kids or you're you, you know you ha- even if you have a job, things happen. So, I just really believe that tax sales. If you if you learn about them that they can be something because you need very little money, you can start with very little money. um, They are a way to help people out of a financial crunch. Now, it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's not something that happens overnight because you need a learning curve. There's a learning curve. You have to, first of all, I tell people you have to practice. You have to learn and practice even before bidding. When I started, I actually went to some of the bids, not the bids, sorry, because um, you you bid beforehand. These are not auctions that you go to in person, but you do all the work beforehand. You submit a bid in writing. And then on the day when the, the government is opening the bid, you can go. You don't have to, but you can go. So I went just to see, you know, the end result who's bidding, how it works, how many bids they have. And what what was surprising to me, because I bid mostly outside of the big cities, because there's less competition there, what was surprising to me was that sometimes there's only one or two or three bidders. So, you know, I just wanted to share that with ordinary, everyday working people, as I said, who don't have a lot of money, and um, if they know that, it's an opportunity for them.
0: Yes, I mean, what a compelling vision that one is. What a compelling inspiration that one is. I mean, helping others to do and educating them to. Take advantage of this opportunity. You see in uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in 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 um, the stock sales because there's a big advantage mm-hmm. of this being able to take advantage of the best price that you can get. For example, when you bid on a property, for example, or, you, or if you bid yes. uh, something that you you want you want to help with financially, I'm sure this will be very helpful for those uh, like what you said that mm-hmm. are on a financial equation. So great that you have this one out there.
1: Thank you.
0: <laughs> really appreciate that. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success That turn this idea or that turn this inspiration into a reality. Can you share with our listeners, what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from?
1: Well, um, for me, I think that first of all, if I, I, I have to believe in something, you know. I, I see the vision, um, but I, I have to personally believe in it and believe that it can work. And then I will try it. I will do it for myself and show that it can work, okay? So I've done that. With tax sales, I've done that. i bought some properties. I've sold properties. And again, they are not properties for a lot of money, And I didn't sell them for a lot of money, but I made a profit in each case. So first of all, as I said, it's having the vision and the belief that it's workable and it's doable. Then uh, I'm very persistent. Uh, When people tell me no, to me, that doesn't mean no. (laughs) Sometimes it means that that's just a way for me to work harder to show them that it's possible. So being persistent And then the other thing is to be flexible. Um, Sometimes things don't always work the way you think they're going to work, and so you have to be willing to adapt along the way. So those are three things that, um, that come to mind for me. Belief in the idea and being passionate about it. Being persistent, because it's not very often that things work exactly the way you want, when you want. So you have to stick with it and, and try again and try again. And then being flexible, just to adapt to changes as necessary.
0: Wow, belief in your idea and your vision, having the persistence, being flexible or being adaptable, great personal qualities here that uh, Bev just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adapt these traits into our lives. So that's having that belief in your idea or and having the vision, having that persistence attitude, being flexible or being adaptable. Great qualities there. Thanks for sharing. Now, Thank you, Marie. You're welcome. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being and to get through those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today?
1: Well, uh, yes, women entrepreneurs do have different challenges. Um especially if, you know, they're raising children at the same time and having to work. But um, quite often, a big challenge is money, uh, or should I say lack or shortage of money. Now, I'm I'm a creative person. I'm creative. I think creatively. And um, when money is short, I just look for creative ways to deal with that shortage. So maybe I can barter or... Maybe, as you mentioned at the beginning, Marie, uh, putting in sweat equity, just doing the work. You don't have the money, so you do the work. It's the longer route, but you just have to do that. So a financial shortage, a shortage of money, doesn't have to mean you don't move forward. You just look for other ways, creative ways, Um, maybe having people share the load with you and, you know, splitting the profits Just whatever it is. I mean, there are so many different ways, but um, don't let a lack of finances stop you from moving forward. Um, Another everyday uh, challenge for me is just the society we live in. There are so many distractions. Now, some of them are, are okay distractions. For example, when I try to do too many things, that take my focus off what's most important for the moment. You know, some of those distractions may not be bad in themselves, but they're still distractions from what's most important. So um, we, we have to keep focus. You have to keep focus on what's most important. And what I do is usually at the end of the day, I make a list of what I'm going to do tomorrow what what I'd like to do tomorrow. So I have a priority. And uh, quite often, I don't get through all the list, but that's okay, you know. They'll go for the next day. So having a focus. And um, also talking about distractions, there are just bad distractions. Like, for example, sometimes we allow people to waste our time with unimportant issues. And as an entrepreneur working from home, um, one of the challenges years ago for me, not so much now, but years ago, um, I would have friends, good friends who perhaps didn't go to work. They were homemakers. That tells you how old I am. <laughs> it was a long time ago. And, uh, you know, they knew that I was resourceful. So they would always just want to stop in and ask questions or phone me up. You know, do I know the phone number for this? And, you know, so just distractions that are, they're not essential. They're unimportant and um, they can waste your time because they're trivial. And so I decided not to give anyone that kind of power that would rob me of my time Keeping me from doing things that are more important. Mm. so
0: Wow, I was really hooked into listening to what you just shared with us, especially overcoming so many distractions, because I'm sure this one happens to all of us. And I love when it's about focusing on what's most important to you, making a list and uh, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: getting rid of those distractions, uh, whether that be a um, lots of things that you have to do or people around you that is, you know, that are just a distraction. It's really important to really weed those off. And uh, the good thing is that when we're sharing our challenges and how we're able to overcome them, we learn from each other so that when it happens to us, for our listeners out there, when this challenges happens to you, now you know what to do because Bev just shared with us how she was able to overcome them. So great lessons there.
1: And you know, one one other thing, Marie, I would say, um, it all starts with making a decision. Everything starts in the mind, and you have to make the decision. And if you make the decision in advance, this is what I'm going to do, or this is what I hope to do or want to do. Um, and I will not allow anything else to come in my way. <laughs> so if you make that decision in advance it makes it so much easier because you don't have to make the decision when you're going through it you know if i'm if i've made the decision that okay tomorrow or today i need to write this business plan whatever happens i'm going to write up this business plan um having having my friend call me and say beb what's the phone number for such and such you know I can say to her, look, it's in the phone book or it's on the Internet or I can tell you that tomorrow. But right now I'm in the middle of something because I already made the decision that I'm not going to allow anything to distract me. That's, you know, that's just a simple, simple example. And I'm I'm probably exaggerating a little bit, but it's really to get the idea that making the decision in advance is part of winning the battle.
0: And that is really huge, a huge takeaway there for our listeners. You know, you really have to make a decision in advance because when you know in advance, you know that, okay, this is exactly what I'm going to be doing at this time. I'm not going to allow anything to get in the way. You make that decision yeah. and you know that you're going to be able to do that. Once something happens, uh, you know, when, when that uh, during that time then you know that okay this is I've decided I'm going to be focusing on this that's one way of winning those up so great I, I love those that uh, you've just shared that one with us know
1: yes, now, yes. And, I, and of course Marie mm-hmm. if I could just add too, um obviously emergencies come up don't they I mean we all have emergencies things that we don't expect things mm-hmm. that we don't plan for and but that's a different thing you deal with emergencies as they come up but um As far as making the decision that I was talking about, it's really to do with, with minor minor distractions, not emergencies, right?
0: <laughs> yes, well said. And let I'd love to segue a little bit and talk about work-life balance. Because, you know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge mm-hmm. with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this? work-life balance, and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this
1: in the areas of your health,
0: your family, your relationships, and your business?
1: Hmm. Well, Marie, one of the good things about being an entrepreneur is that you can decide how you want to set your life. If, if you're working for someone, there are some decisions you can't make. You have to be at work from 9 to 5 or whatever You know, um, there are just some things that are expected of you. But when you're an entrepreneur, you can make decisions. And it took me a little while to to realize that because, you know, sometimes that can feel or sound selfish. But for the very question, to answer the very question that you're asking, work-life balance, health, family, relationships, you need to decide what's important to you. And for each of us, it will be different, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So for me, um, family was very important. Um, Relationships and family have always been important. And of course, you have to still work to uh, earn an income. So being disciplined is very important. And that also comes with making the decisions in advance. So you decide, I decide for myself, what it is that's most important, what things are most important. Now, just to give you an example with my writing, it used to be years ago that I used to do my best writing late at night and I was often going to bed into the wee hours of the morning. But as I'm getting older, I'm starting to try to go to bed earlier since I now know that the best sleep occurs before midnight and 3 a.m., so if I go to bed earlier, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> have a frog in my throat. Excuse me. If I go to bed earlier, maybe I can get up earlier so I can change the cycle from, to benefit my health rather than just remain in the rut of doing things the way I always have done them.
0: Does that make sense? <laughs> totally makes sense. And yes, I agree with you Will, about uh, going to bed earlier so you can get up earlier. I found out because I myself, I thrive. I'm not a morning person but because I used to work as a nurse uh, on a night shift. But once I changed, once I shifted that, my, you know, I... I am more productive in the morning, actually. So it's all about Mm -hmm. setting the routines to go to bed earlier and then getting up earlier. And of course, being disciplined and deciding in advance, what are you going to be focusing on? What are those that are important to you and make time for them? Just like what Bev just shared with us.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. But I still, Marie, I still give myself permission to sleep in late some mornings when I can. Yes,
0: <laughs> I we need those. Morning. We need those. I so, do that one too. and I, I need those days that I can just catch up and then sleep in a little bit and then wait for that inspired action. Okay, now I'm inspired to do something or like that. Because to give yourself permission to, you know, you know enjoy some sleeping time or like that. So yeah, absolutely. Why not? And that's the beauty of having your own business because you can decide when you want to work, where you want to work and when, what you want and how you want your business to be. This is going to be revolving around your the kind of lifestyle that you want or the other way around. So it's up for you to decide what kind of relationship that you will have with your business and your life. That's right. All right, That's now right. let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well and where that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and exactly. I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your Mm -hmm. journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success?
1: Okay, I love this question, Marie, because you're right. People often think that success means or equates with money. For me, success means having the freedom to to do the things I really want to do. And while that freedom could include having the money, money isn't always the criteria. I've experienced personally enough hard times in my life to have learned how to make my way without a lot of money, which takes me back again to my book and why I you know, I want to, not just the book, but the whole um, topic of the tax sales, because that ties in with you don't have to have a lot of money, but it's a vehicle to help you. Make money, right? But for me, freedom is just um, success. Means having the freedom to do the things I really want to do. And for example, you mentioned at the start that my husband and I set up a charity. Uh, it's called Universal Outreach Ministries Inc. or UOMI for short. U O M I. And through it, we've done community development work in Zambia. We've set up community buildings through through churches. We work with churches. And through the churches, we've set up community buildings for the community to use as, for example, libraries. There's a beautiful library in a place called Nfui, Zambia. Um, we got all the books from Canada, schools and and libraries that were throwing them out. Great books. And we shipped them and we built the library. And, you know, it was just beautiful. It's my favorite thing, one of my favorite things there that we've done. Uh, we also help them with micro enterprise project and possibly we may be helping an infirmary in Jamaica providing equipment that the facility needs there so that's what success means to me the ability to while while I'm living my life and because God gives me health and strength I can help others and and help them make a difference yes so, mm
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow. I love your perspective on success. Yes, success is about having the freedom to do the things I really want to do or that you really want to do. Being able to give back and I commend you for the chart that you are supporting, that you have this uh, one that is helping other people because I agree one of the greatest and most fulfilling uh, thing in life is the ability to contribute, the ability to give back. It's such a joy when you're able to give back no matter how big or small that one is and Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the greatest perks in having your own business because you are able to reach or give back to the community because the money is the vehicle just like what Bev just shared with us it's a vehicle to achieve those that you want to do it's a vehicle to be able to help even more people even more touch many more many more lives in ways that you wouldn't have thought possible without having this business a great perspective that great lesson Mm, Now, I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. I know you've shared with us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for you to share with our listeners, what are those three tips or advice that you would give them, especially for those who want to follow your footsteps?
1: Hmm. Well, Marie, let me say... um, I think uh, the first thing I would say is if you feel strongly about your idea, go do it. One of the, the downfalls for us, and I've experienced this myself, is that, you know, sometimes we have an idea. It's a good idea, but we just think about it and think about it and we don't do anything about it. So I would say if you have an idea, go do it. Decide that you're going to do it and have a plan to follow it through. But you constantly should seek advice from people with experience and people who are positive. Quite often, you know, family members or close friends, they'll be the first one to knock our ideas down. So even though you might love them, you don't have to listen to them as far as your your ideas. Seek out people who are um, knowledgeable about that area and who are, are positive and can help you. Uh, another thing is, Just expect detours along the way. I've alluded to that before. Things don't always work exactly the way it's planned. In fact, they seldom work exactly the way it's planned. Um, So just expect that there will be detours. And another way of saying that is expect the best, but plan for the worst. So it's your idea. It's a good idea. Get the advice. Expect it to work. But just be prepared. If it doesn't work the way you want it to, what will you do? What's going to be your backup plan? Hmm. And that's not to say you know expect it to fail. That's totally a different thing. We're not saying that. We're just saying if it doesn't work work the way you're expecting, what's your backup plan? You may have to um, delay the process or stretch out the process. So if you know if in your time plan this was supposed to happen in a six-week period, you may find that it's actually going to take you three months for that particular area to to come about. So um, just be prepared for those kinds of detours and delays and know what you'll do in that situation. Have a plan.
0: Mm, golden nuggets in what you've just shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to know that if you feel strongly about your idea, go do it. I cannot stress this enough. If you have an idea, get it out there. Get feedback. Iterate from there. And the second one is to seek advice from people who are knowledgeable in your area, in the area you want to go to, going to go in, and from positive people. And the third one is to expect detours. And I love how you say it. Expect the best, but plan for the worst. Yes, there are going to be failures. You're going to make mistakes, but embrace them. Learn from those. It's not going to be a straight line, as they said. There are going to be roadblocks ahead, but know that you will be able to overcome those. You just need to not stop or having letting those um, detours hinder you from uh, going forward. Great tips there that we can all take action on today. So I'll make sure to have those on our show notes. Last but not the least, Bev, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you. And then we'll end from there.
1: Okay, thanks again for the opportunity, Marie. I've really enjoyed talking with you. Um, The biggest benefit, I think people will just really, from the book, People will be surprised at the real estate deals they can get in Canada. They can buy land, they can buy waterfront properties, they can buy houses. Now, the houses probably might not, most likely will not be um, luxury homes in perfect condition, right? (laughs) Um, They'll probably have to do some work to the houses. But the point is that these can be bought really cheaply. Um, So they'll be surprised, I think. Um, Also, out of the book, we didn't really mention this, I've developed workshops that uh, they're hands-on workshops. They last about three hours and um, they are held in different places across the GTA, the Toronto area. And I know I know your listeners are all over the place, but um, we might be able to develop um, an online workshop in the near future. So the workshop simply just expands from the book and um, holds people's hands, sort of, to say, to to answer more personal questions. Well, what if this happens? What do I do? Um, But just starting with the book even will really open their eyes, I believe. The book lists where they can find out about these kinds of sales all across Canada, um, when they're happening. It, tell, it, it t- leads them to places uh, to find out when and where they're happening. Um, I guess I guess that's probably it. You know, I mentioned that uh, you don't have to have a lot of money. You can start with five thousand dollars or even less because there are tax sales that come up for a thousand dollars. Mm. Uh, it may not be exactly what, what you're looking for, but it, it's a place to start. But the point is, you just have to learn about the system and learn how to work it if real estate is something that's of interest.
0: All right. And then your book, uh, How to Buy Tax-Sale Properties, a Canadian Guide, is it available on Amazon or on your website? Where could our listeners um, get it?
1: It is It is available but Amazon Canada, it's available. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's, it sells for $18.90 plus shipping. Uh, there's also an ebook version that they can get from me. It's the very same. Um, the ebook is it's about $8, I believe. Um, and they can get that by emailing me or going to the website and emailing me. So it's, the website is www.accessprofits101. Dot com so basically accessprofits101.com
0: all right so that's accessprofits101.com i highly encourage you our listeners especially from canada to take advantage of and picking up this book how to buy tax sale properties a canadian guide um it's available ebook format and printed one as well and you can access uh, buy them on Amazon, as well as on her website, Uh, www.accessprofits101.com. Pick up this book and see how it can benefit you. If this one resonates with you, I highly encourage you to jump in, especially if you're, you are in a market for properties, uh, you have no idea what uh, benefits or what tax advantage you have with all of these tax sales that uh, Bev and her company is helping you with. So, again, that link is www.accessprofits101.com. And I'll make sure to have this on our show notes.
1: Bev. And Marie, mm-hmm. like just say. Um, They can also email me directly simply at admin at accessprofits101.com. That's my direct email.
0: All right. So the email for Bev to reach uh, to her is admin at accessprofits101.com. Again, the link is www.accessprofits101.com. You can reach Bev through email at admin at accessprofits101.com. Bev, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in
1: your life. Thank you so much, Marie. Thank you for the opportunity. I've loved speaking with you and and through you to all of the women that listen to you and I hope that, yes, I hope they do get something from what we've shared. It's not just for people in Canada, as I said, it can be for people wherever you're located they can learn this and they can acquire properties in Canada without leaving their home. And if I could just mention to Marie, uh, the charity that I mentioned is UOMI.org. If anyone's interested in just seeing what's done there, that would be great.
0: All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash myiTunes. Step number two, click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman example. Cheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Fair enough. Awesome. Go to today'sleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www that forward slash my iTunes.